Lee. It's great to hear your voice. Um, alive and kicking, buddy. And uh, thank you for having me on today, man. You're making me feel a little bit old, like 40 years, right? It seems it's gone, it's gone by really quick, dude. But we, that's, I think you and I go that far back. Yeah, really, eh? Listen, like the band is twice as old as you are, as, as old as you were when, when the band started. <laughs> I know. You put some perspective on it, right? And when you're when when your children start coming to your show, that's when you know I've been doing this a long time. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, tell me, how many kids do you have? Uh, I have two daughters, and I'm uh, very proud of both of them. They'll be rocking at the Elmo tonight. Great. Grandchildren yet? No grandchildren yet, but uh, that, probably that's the next step and maybe the 45th anniversary of the hatch. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, listen, um, I remember when you guys first emerged... And uh, Kim Mitchell produced your first album, and he yes. talked about coming to see you at the Gasworks and being blown away by your unpretentious ease. He was sold right out of the gate. What did he mean by that? You know what? First of all, thanks for mentioning Kim, because if it wasn't for Kim, there's no way that you and I would even be talking on the phone right now. We owe so much to him, and um, he took us under his wing, and as you know, as you mentioned, produced our first record. But I don't know, there was something, um, Lee, if I look back on it now about Coney Hatch, there was, there's something about this sort of meat and potatoes, no pretensions, not really posturing. We just got up there and got to business and two guitars, bass, drums. You know, we were playing a lot of ACDC cover tracks and I think that kind of wore off on us and, and you know, we were somewhere in between a scruffy Aerosmith and, and an ACDC meets I don't know what, you know, with Carl's voice, he sounded a lot like Lou Graham. So, um, but there was no, we, we were never high on ourselves. We, we just went up and did, did it, just plugged in and it was combat rock. And there were about 10 really good years before things started to wind down. And in the last five years or so, things have really started to wind up again. Mm-hmm. You know, when the band broke up, um, we, we had that good run from sort of like 82 to, like you said, maybe, you know, till the late, um, late 80s, early 90s. And we had done a couple of reunions. But when we broke up, Lee, we, uh, there was never any, any sort of malicious um, bad vibes between us. We were like this old, um, this old, you know, I don't know, like beer league hockey rock and roll version. And we always got along and we were always friends. So, um, when we got the opportunity to record Coney Hatch four back, I think it was in like in 2017, when a, when a label in Italy approached us, we were like, what the hell? We still get along. We still like each other. Let's do it, man. Let's, let's, let's see if we can dust off some old riffs and get back out there. But it really is a, a long brotherhood. Now, Steve Shelsky uh, is playing around, but he's not playing with you guys. It's, it's Sean Kelly nowadays. Um, great guitar player. Yes. What's, what's going on with Steve? Yeah. So, um, from what I understand, I mean, Steve was, was really, really busy when we put the band back together again, he was doing a lot of music for film and television, um, doing a, it's, a lot of his music was heard on TSN and motoring and doing, um, right, you know, yeah. film scores and stuff. Yeah. So he was a really, really busy guy and, and our schedules just collided. And, um, and, and so when we started to get offers to play, especially in Europe, we've been over there a few times playing in Germany and France and Belgium and stuff like that. 
we uh, we called in Sean Kelly, who's a, who's a great friend of Carl Dixon's, but also really really awesome guitar player and loves Steve Shelsky, so learned a lot of his parts, Lee, almost note for note. What's it like having a real fan play in the band? Really cool perspective, you know, like we'll say, ah, yeah, we're not going to play that song tonight or we'll drop this or we will, we'll do that. And he's like, no, no, dude, when I saw you guys when I was 16, no, you have to do that song, right? Yeah, so there's yeah, a, yeah. A, yeah, there's a really interesting perspective. And he's like, I, you know, I grew up on you guys. I bought all the records. And, and so he's, he's puts his two cents in on, on the set list and, um, you know, just a really nice perspective because he's almost like the new, fresh, young guy looking inside and uh, giving us a little bit of a kick in the pants at the same time. Yeah, kind of like a, a new energy you might not have thought you needed. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Listen, you were supposed to be, well, the last time uh, Steve Harris from Iron Maiden mm-hmm. and British Lions played Toronto, you opened up for them, right? And we did. We did about five or six shows in, in Ontario and Quebec. Yeah, and you were supposed to play the UK with them uh, early in 23. What happened there? Oh, man, I wish I could go into great detail oh, okay. to tell you, but there was there was a lot of things, Lee, um, that didn't come together in terms like even let's just start with the work visas and, and working backwards and getting yeah. paperwork and, and arrangements. So sadly, um, we ended up having to pull out of that tour, but we have uh, some offers next year to go back to to uh, Europe, and um, it was kind of unfortunate, but Steve Harris mentioned that, that he wants to come over and, and play Canada again, so we might team up with him here on the other side of the pond. And tonight, uh, the good old Elma Combo, but it ain't the good old Elma Combo anymore. It's the brand spanking new state-of-the-art Elma Combo, a far cry from the dive bar it used to be. <laughs> Back in the old days, Lee, when you and I used to go there, I mean, my very first show at the Elmo was seeing the cars, you know, the very first time they came to Toronto. And you're right, it was a bit of a dive bar. But the, I remember the bouncers used to throw guys down the stairs from the top floor down. So, you know, yep. be careful. Uh, um, but it's just beautiful. Michael Weckerly has spent so much money on the place. It sounds amazing in there. It looks amazing. And um, if you haven't seen the Elmo, man, that you've got to get down to that venue. It's, it's like you said, it's not the the Elmo that uh, that you and I knew. Well, I'm going to see it for the first time tonight. Uh, what time are you guys going on? Doors open at 8, Hatcher's on at 9.30. Looking forward to uh, seeing you, Lee, and it's been a long time since you brought us up on stage, and I, it's, it's so appropriate 40 years later that our old buddy Lee Eckley is going to be back in the saddle with us. I'm really excited and honored. Thank you so much, Andy, and we'll, uh, we'll see you tonight. Andy Curran from Coney Hatch.